everything beautiful begins on the inside and radiates out, whether it's our personal beauty or that of our business and branding. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we help you find the success that you deserve by challenging you to take an outside and inside look at your branding and business. Now, here's your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out, where static is your enemy and you have to find your brand frequency in order to track the customers, the right customers to be able to come to you. And that's what we're all about here at Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. And we're featuring companies all year long that focus in on having a strong brand and whatever that other secret sauce is that has them be successful. And in some cases, it might be the product itself. It might be the packaging. It might be the service. Um, but in our case today with my special guest, it's all about leadership. So my guest is Daniel Kaner. He is the co-founder and president of Orbe Hair Care. Um, and thanks, Daniel, for joining us today. Thank you, Bonnie. Happy holidays to you. I, yes, I, happy holidays. I've been on television. Yeah, this is great. So we're on Facebook Live on my business page. For those of you who might be listening to us, we're on my business page, Bonnie Bonadeo Coach. Um, and we're going to stream live for the entire show here. But um, for those of you that are listening to us, I know that you're on one of my syndications here, either iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, maybe you're even on Voice America or directly on my website at BonnieBonadeo.com. So thanks for joining me here. Now, we are in the holidays. We are coming close to the holidays. And uh I don't know. I love the holidays uh, because I think it's one of the best branding holidays going. <laughs> like they know how to brand Christmas and Hanukkah and all of these different holidays. So uh, it's fun to be able to look and see what's new, what's happening in there. But you know what, Daniel, you've done a great job in building up this brand and your company uh, called Orbe. Um, and I think it's getting an amazing amount of traction. And I think partly it's because it's beautiful. It's a beautiful line, uh, partly because the fragrance is fantastic. The product performance is amazing. Um, but I know that there's more to it. And I know that to be able to scale a company from one level to another is more than all of those things. Um, and I think, I think knowing you and having had conversations with you in the past, which have always been fantastic, I think it has something to do with you and your leadership style and building a fantastic team. So certainly that's what I want to chat about today with you is to find out a little bit more about that secret sauce called your leadership here. So, but I'm more interested right now in finding out a little bit more about your story before we get into the story of Orbe. And uh, Daniel, can you fill us in on like, you know, how did you end up in beauty? How did this relationship with Orbe the man actually transpire? I, I'd be very happy to tell you the story, but the one thing I want to share with you and the audience is that I may be the most accountable in our company today, but we built the brand with a tremendous team. And there's so many talented individuals that built this brand with me. So um, I, wish you, I wish I was that talented, but that's not the case. I started in beauty um, a long time ago and I got into beauty, strangely enough, through my beautiful marriage. I met a woman in Minnesota so many years ago and her name is Sonia Kashik. And my wife is an amazing business story. My wife is an amazing leader and Sonia, has this had this wonderful career where she was a session makeup artist working in New York City. And she came to 
Minnesota because she was working with Aveda Corporation, you know, fabulous product line based in Minnesota. And we met in Minnesota while she was consulting. And Sonia already had this fabulous career. She wasn't about to move back to Minnesota. So I moved to New York City where she was. And I started in hair care working with Aveda. And for those of you that know that fabulous brand, there was a founder by the name of Horst Recklebacher. And may he rest in peace. He has left us. But what an energetic, interesting business person, highly textured, unique perspective. And it was a wonderful way to start my career in hair care. Mm-hmm. From there, I was asked to become a partner at Bumble and Bumble, another fabulous brand, New York based. And I worked in marketing, sales. It was a small company. And that company eventually sold to Estee Lauder. And the next move was an area that we saw as as white space. Most hair care is sold in beauty salons, professional salons. And the idea is that to make a professional, professional practitioners, hairdressers licensed, are selling products in you know, licensed environments. Mm-hmm. And went from there to Orbe Hair Care and founded that because we saw that, that, that opportunity to bring luxury into the category. That was a quick version. Yeah, I love that. So, so you got your start with your wife, who's fabulous, by the way. Um, I yep. really enjoyed the presentation that I saw from her when we were all together in uh, wine country. Uh, last this year. I think it was this year. Wow. Went, the year um, went very fast. Yes, it went very, very fast. So that was very, uh, it was great presentation. And I love, I love the, I love power couples like that, that can see something in it. You know, there, you moved to New York, you got more involved with this, but you met this man that uh, somehow created some kind of vision. Like you had a vision of this white space that you talked about. And I can see as a leader, your board behind you that, you know, that you're a good storyteller here. I see your story posted up on the wall. So you saw, you saw this white space and then you met this man. We did. So, I mean, the man we're talking about is Orbe Canales. Yes. Orbe. So Orbe, that's that's it. This is a whole interesting story because Orbe was very good friends with my wife, Sonia Kashuk. And I met Orbe over 33 years ago. I'm very sad for the the listeners and watchers today that are here with us. Orbe passed this last year at the age of 62. And it was a tremendous loss. But I knew him for over 30 years. And it was Sonia that always thought that Orbe was a brand waiting to happen. Mm. And, you know, he had such an amazing gift um, in hairdressing He had sort of a a personal um, magic. It was, I won't say flamboyance, but there was something there that was so engaging. Something there just drew us in and attracted us. And he was an amazing hairdresser. So you put those two together and he was a legendary personality in that arena. And he was. Yes, absolutely. And, and for our guests can uh, Google him and look him up and, and take a look at him. He was a very handsome individual. When he would walk into a room, you know, everyone thought someone arrived. They would send over drinks <laughs> or, 
you know, they would come looking for an autograph. And he had such a special way of treating people. So Orbe wanted to do a product line. And my wife, Sonia, always believed strongly that it was a product line. And I remember the first time that we met, it just wasn't maybe the right time. And I was a little younger in my career. And it was something that as we grew, we saw this opportunity for the line. And of course, Orbe, as being part of that journey, was very important because he, I think he was someone that so inspired consumers and hairdressers to be their best. He had a different perspective that was so engaging. Yeah, so, he, he really did. He really absolutely uh, kind of lit up a room. And I think people were fascinated with his easeful style in doing hair, but his enthusiasm certainly brought you in. I remember the 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 earlier days when um, there were some educational functions that were going on and people were crazy about trying to get tickets to this event with him. Um, and it was really something different. And I really think that it, that it brought the beauty industry together and it really brought some artistic skill back to our industry. Um, and of course that also makes a very good brand as well. When you have an educational element that supports the product usage and the product uh, design um, so that everybody can be successful with it, not just a hairdresser, but a consumer to be able to be at home and be successful with the products that she's using as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, you know, as, as beautiful as the hair was that he did, you know, Orbe, like all of us, sometimes we're a little unsure of, you know, do we have the talent? Do we have the stuff? But, when he would start to do hair, you could tell the confidence that he had. We would oftentimes go into the field when we were introducing the brand and we would go to individual salons across the United States. We would pile in an old van with the team and we would drive to this place and that place. And he would get up and we didn't have models at the time. And he would grab a model from the audience. Mm -hmm. and human nature is generally to pick the most gorgeous person in the room, the person that's got so much hair and, you know, beautiful skin. And, but he just grabbed someone and she or he felt great. And he was never more confident than when he had his hands in hair. Mm -hmm. The sense he was so confident in his artistry. And it was very interesting because it's not the way he was necessarily in the rest of his life or I am. But I think when we find something that is important to us and, and we always want to try so hard to be competent and to be good at, at what we're doing. And that was something that he spent so much time working at his craft as, as, as so many business people do today, we spend so much time refining that which we want to shine a little brighter at. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know that the, uh, the, the industry really believes that Orbe is a best in class, you know, product line and that the amount of detail that you put into the line, I think can never, I think it gets lost in translation no matter what. 
because the detail of the product, the design of the packaging, the way that you've created the the internal integral part of the the product itself, there's a whole story behind that as well. There's a, a tremendous story. Today in business, for your our, our listeners that are in business today, sometimes people talk about, you know, what makes something successful. And when we started out on our, our journey, there were a lot of wonderful products out there. There are a lot of wonderful products out there today. But we said to ourselves, if we're going to be taken seriously, we have to attempt to create something best in class. Now, most of us didn't know, you know what that meant. So we started to pick the project apart. What would it have to look like to be best in class? What would it have to smell like to be best in class? How would it have to perform to be best in class? Who would have to use it? So we went through an exercise like that. And you know, as we were creating it, Orbe himself really had one non-negotiable, one thing that you know he wanted to contribute to the creating of the brand that that he felt we shouldn't negotiate, and that was performance. Mm. So it really had to work because he felt like it's not enough to just to be good looking. We have to bring something into the market that is efficacious. And he knew, right? I mean, he was doing wonderful editorial work. He worked the collections. He worked with celebrities. He did just did. He was a workaholic. So here he was you know, testing these lab samples on these supermodels every day to make sure that we got the right thing. And that was one of the foundational elements that has made Orbe an amazing brand. And now we're in 40 countries today. It's and how amazing. long has the brand actually existed, Daniel? Last year, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. So we're, look at us today. We're closing in on our 11th year new uh, market. So you, years. so you can really look at a decade of growth and then decide what does this next decade look like? And I, I, and I really do appreciate the fact that you talked about performance because I think a lot of times um, we can go with fancy packaging and then maybe not put the investment into the actual products for them to do what they say they're going to do. Or in some cases, people are like, this is the absolute best product, but um, they may not have the funds or the resources to be able to make the packaging match the quality of the product. And both of those are going to be a hard start for any product line. But you guys, you guys really committed from the front end and said, nope, we have to make this work. Performance has to be important, but we also have to make sure that this is best in class and that we're going to attract the, the, you know, the, the, the quality people for the quality product. That's that's absolutely right. I remember in the earliest days. I think that one of the hardest parts for me in 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 bringing the the business to life was the fundraising part of the business. Mm. And the partners would go around, and we must have made a hundred pitches, a hundred introductions, told over a hundred stories. And I'm, I'm probably minimizing it. And every time we would go to you know a legitimate source to raise the money, a bank, you know, they would say, well, you're not asking for enough money. If you're asking for X plus, maybe we'd be able to help you, but you only want this amount. And there were people that wanted to 
take us public. And, and, and that wasn't clearly the way to go. They had no interest in the brand itself. They just wanted something to, you know, to take public. So strangely enough, we ended up going to small salon owners. We went to small business people that knew us. And gosh, it was amazing. They handed us over checks without a contract, without mm-hmm. anything signed, without anything sitting in escrow. And usually they would be considered not sophisticated investors, but in a way by, by, by um, licensing standards, by industry standards. They weren't an institution. They couldn't afford to lose the money. They hadn't made additional investments. But the interesting thing was, is that they were all in the business. And when they heard the value proposition, when they heard what we were attempting to do, and the direction we were going, they knew us, they knew me. And they said, you know, if you can do what you're saying, and if you could continue to, you know, service us the way that you had in the past, and if you continue to be a person of your word, we're in. And they handed over those checks. And I tell you that it was such an honor and it was so scary. <laughs> yeah, it, there was there's real accountability there, right? Oh, you know, there's different people that have different mindsets, but when someone hands you over that kind of money, that's a debt that you will repay or I would repay. And you know, the the rate of success in small business is not so high. And I wouldn't consider myself a gambler. We we worked in this business for a long period of time. We were in the distribution business. We knew what it was like to make great product. I had worked with some wonderful teams and some wonderful brands before that. So I didn't feel like it was as much of a risk. But knowing what I know now, um, there were days that, you know, I was, you know, you know, I was, I guess some people would say it was prayer, but I was, <laughs> I was talking to our maker. You know, just, well, I mean, okay. But there's truth to that because look at what the last 10 years represented. One of the, you know, worst recessions in history um, in our country. And here you're like launching a product line, you know, with shampoos and conditioners and hairspray. And we're thinking you really do have to have a point of difference to survive. You you absolutely do. I remember, you know, when we launched the brand, it was, you know, luxury and great things were happening. Consumption was up. And when we launched, then we hit this recession. Mm-hmm. And one of my mentors, it was um, Theo Breen, fabulous business leader from Estee Lauder, grew up in Benson, Minnesota. Her dad ran a pharmacy, really someone who dispenses unbelievable advice. And she looked at me and she said, you know, Daniel, you are going to build a better business you're going to get out there and you're going to make it happen. And this condition in the market is something not to look at as an obstacle, but it's something that's going to push you to be a better business person all your life. And and she was right. Um, We went out and I didn't have a, there was no product done yet. There was nothing to smell. There was nothing to look at. But what I had is Orbe's, Books. So you had these beautiful tear sheets in the old days before um, everything being digital. 
all of these Vogue covers and Allure covers. And he used to keep them in these beautiful leather binders. And I put those in a suitcase and I had some drawings of what we wanted the packaging to look like. We talked about that performance story. We talked about the education. We talked about the consumers, how interested they really are in their hair. And there really wasn't something like that to that level in the market. And, and she was right. Um, this very stripped down, this very honest appeal that I was making resonated with people. And we still do it today. Oftentimes, when I'm working with our team, we have 109 amazing team members. And none of they're, they're all leaders. So we train everyone to be a leader. And we have a coaching program internally. And one of my mentors, my good friend, Doug Cole from Minnesota, he taught me so long ago about the importance of coaching and the importance of looking at your team, not as employees, but as leaders. And, and he shared with me that when he looks at some of his team members, he sees in them what he thinks they could be, and they may not see it in themselves. So it's part of our job to draw that out. So it's this idea behind the bottle. Yeah. We talk about what I, what I know now, you know, 12 years ago or 13 years ago when we were out raising money, I was telling the story of really what was behind the bottle. And when I'm still training the team today, I, I don't want them to lead with the bottle. It is it's really pretty, but it, it really shortchanges us and, because it doesn't tell the whole story. And it's that story that our consumers are interested in. You know, today there's so much noise and people want to do business with people that they like. Mm -hmm. People want to do business with the values that they admire and that they share. And that's really the message that we bring to the, the partners that we do business with, that we partner with, and the teams that we work with. Yes, all, all a good sense of leadership in that coaching philosophy that you were talking about. Um, so it, it all makes sense that that's why you've had the success that you've had. You know, employees first, building a great team. And always taking care of customers and what customers are asking for. Because they are they are getting savvy and it's incredibly noisy out there. Um, and ultimately, they want to do business with people that they can trust, people that they know and people they can trust. And you know, thank God for you know, social media and the opportunities that we have today because we do get to like step into their home. Like even with this, with this radio show, we get to step into their homes and have them get to know us. And then that builds that trust and that continues on to, you know, the, some of the success that I know that Orbe and you have had um, over the last 10 years. So it's fantastic. Thank you. You're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes we learn so much. I, I, I'm 57 years young. And when I look in the mirror, I'm not sure that correlates with what I think of myself because I'm, I'm watching myself age and it's more than coming back with the response that sure beats the alternative. You know, as we, as, we grow, as we grow with our experience, we take on a responsibility 
not only to our teams, mm-hmm. but to the people that we interact with. Yeah. I don't know about you, but as I, as I get a little bit wiser, I realize that there is a, a discipline that I'm expected to conduct myself with. And, you know, I may not be a, a leader that has a large impact within our country, but I, I can have an impact with my immediate team. Mm-hmm. And I can have an impact with the people that we partner with around the country. And I can have an impact with the community in which I live in and they live in. And, and, and today is a time of leadership. It's, it's, a, it's a big time to awake as leaders, whether you're a woman, a young person, an, an older man, a child. I think it's leadership that will right many of the wrongs that we see today and that will help all of our businesses uh, grow greater. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, Daniel, that it's like, I love speaking in public. I love leadership and I love marketing and branding. And like, those are three things that people would be like, no, never. Don't put me in that position Um, because I'm fascinated by the human dynamic. I, I really love getting inside of the, you know, what makes people tick, what makes people want to buy things, what makes people, you know, not buy things from you. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of learning in that category because we are in the people business, you know, beauty is very much a people business. And I just, I believe that leading people and, being able to lead your customers today too. It's not just engaging with your customers and, you know, serving your customers. We have to lead the customers to some degree as well because they're looking for that. And then that I think kind of really equals profits, equals success, however you look at that. Right. Well, yes, we, they, that, they taught me that so long ago and you're absolutely right. And the, what I'd add to leading the customers is helping them to navigate mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, today it, it was such a simpler time. You know, I, I, I talk about back then. I'm not sure how far <laughs> we can go back. And I'm quite sure that, you know, my children are going to be talking to your children and they're going to say, it was such a simpler time, you know, pre-pivot. And here we are all trying to navigate. And, you know, we hear these, these words in our mind, be transparent. Mm-hmm. You need a social cause. You need to be a good person. You need to be invested in your community. Well, you know, I'm not sure. That's a lot. That's a, a lot to do and also kind of navigate a business. But I do think in this process of leading, we do have to somehow find our better self. Mm-hmm. And that's the face that we have to put on. And what I've learned is part of this leadership and part of finding our better self, it's a lot like sit-ups. And you say, well, what is he talking about now? But, you know, it's hard to do a lot of sit-ups right away. But if you train yourself, it's not so hard to do those sit-ups. And when we focus on what does it mean to be your better self and how do I practice that and, and how do I not feed the bad dog how do I continue to feed the good dog? 
And how do I find that which is good, that which is noble, that which is honest in other people and in myself? And how do I continue to be humble in my, impro- in my approach moving forward? And then you're going to ask ourselves this today, how do we stay relevant? Oh, yes, that's a, that's a big one. I think that's a big one because it's moving so fast and we're, you know, you talked about, you know, our kids talking about, you know, simpler times and us talking about simpler times. And um, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on and we are, we're, we, we're becoming busier and busier, but we have to be able to find those things that do make that connection to us. And we have to find those people that are supporting those facts to be able to make that connection with us. Um, well, some of these touchstones that we're seeing, I mean, we think we are advancing, but in a lot of ways, almost anything goes today. And, you know, we, we, we look back and it's not, I think most people would accept the idea that we're going to do the right thing, that we're going to treat others as we would like to be treated. Sometimes we've advanced so far, but a lot of times we have forgotten sort of the the bedrock or the foundation of where we started. I was, um, my son went to a great business school and I try to read everything and anything. I love Audible. Like I'm addicted to Audible because I can move through so much and I'm traveling all the time. And sometimes when I'm walking through an airport, I can't read a book, but I could listen to a book, right? And sometimes our eyes are so tired after a day that we can listen to something. So I was, uh, Jonah was, had, had um, part of what he had to read as part of his um, uh, requirements at his school was Dale Carnegie's book mm-hmm. on, on, on how to win friends and influence people. My daughter um, was in a, a part business program and communications program in Boston, and it was also on her readers list. So I picked it up again and I read it. It's probably best to read that book and not do Audible or do Audible with it because there's so many great notes in it. Oh, I, that's why I'm a big fan of reading sometimes because I I need to, you know, digest it a little bit more and highlight it and fold pages and everything. It's absolutely. You're going to yellow line things and you're going to write things in the column. But it was so pure. It was almost like um, Mr. Carnegie was teaching us the science of building a proper relationship. He was teaching us the importance of listening to your customer, paying respect to your customer. I think it was written in like 1931 and why some of the kids today kind of, or in the 30s, all these kids today are reacting is because it's so far away from some of the information that they're given today. I mean, they're given sales books about seduction, and about like, you know, what would such and such a dictator do? And it's so off the mark from this sort of authentic, genuine, transparent message that's out there today. So, you know, if we, we need to cut through, we need to straighten the path on, and we need to lead our people, but we need to do it from the right place with the message. Yeah, that is so true. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now, Daniel, um, with our audio team. and But we're going to still be live on Facebook, and we've got some good friends that have joined us and are watching here. 
Um, so uh, stay with us, everybody. This is Daniel Kaner, and we're talking about the story of Orbe. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. After years of waiting, there's a radio show for shotgunning enthusiasts worldwide. Tune into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation for the very best in wing and clay shooting talk. Join Marty and his guests as they bring you hunting and shooting information that you can use. So whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, this show can be your go-to source for wing and clay shooting information. Listen live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. On the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. We are talking about the story of Orbe today. And my guest is Daniel Kaner. He is the co-founder and president of Orbe. You know, he was born and raised in Minnesota. He graduated from the University of Minnesota with a bachelor's degree in liberal arts. Um, But he knew... Um, that there was more to business than what he thought. And he, along with two partners, he saw an opportunity to be able to create a hair care category that offered some uniqueness to it. So uh, 30 years in the industry and from this point on, uh, 10 years, 40 countries and over 100 employees, Orbe is definitely one of the success stories in our industry. And I am talking with Daniel in regards to some of that success, which I think is widely attributed to good leadership skills, which we've talked about in the first segment, Daniel, coaching, leadership. Um, I know you're an avid reader and an avid audible reader at this point. Um, I love that too, although I can't keep up. I cannot keep up uh, with all of the books that I have stacked, um, but I love to read and I'm fascinated with um, that those stories, those 
opportunities to be able to digest how to be a better person is what I always say. If it comes down to that, after I've read a book, if it helps me to be a better person, then uh, that book was so worth reading. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or teaches us how to, to navigate or, or, or helps us to respond to challenging situations. I mean, I think today we have so many resources to better our knowledge base. It's real difficult to better yourself. You're all great people. You're all powerful people. I think sometimes the divide is, you know, our, our commitment to our level of scope in development. Mm-hmm. In life, it seems like, you know, you go through one door and two more doors present themselves. And we walk through these doors and each time we're learning a little bit more, we're able to handle a little bit more. And it seems that life gives us these challenges when we're able to handle them. Not before. <laughs> yes. And then we get to kind of pass to a next door. Sometimes. That's what I've experienced. But I've the the amount of coaching that is available to all of us is just it's 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 it's, it's a tremendous amount. So you know I hope we're all taking advantage of it. Um, it, it, it's something my, my wife thinks I'm antisocial. Sony gets upset when she sees me with my audible ears on, but I guess I should take those off when I come home. But I, she never would get upset when I'm reading a book. I said reading a book, but it, it becomes quite addictive, the amount of information. I do love historic fiction as well. This past year, I read uh, Ron Chernow's book on Ulysses S. Grant's and a wonderful book on Abraham Lincoln. So I'm doing a deep dive into you know, our, our presidents and kind of learning leadership from, from their perspective. I'm reading um, uh, Mr. Carlos. I think he took 30 years to write the four books about Lyndon Johnson. And the second book, he had won a Pulitzer Prize. Now, because I've got Audible, I'm able to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And it is taking on quite a journey, but very rewarding and very interesting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, because I know you've got, um, you know, the Orbe line is being, you know, led by you, but but you and your team are really trying to make an impact out there. And I want my listeners, especially my listeners that are not in the beauty industry, my consumer listeners, to just hear a little bit more uh, about the Orbe line and what the experience can be for them if they're not familiar with it. Um, and then we're going to tap back in to a little bit more of that leadership and branding scope that you guys are doing so well. Well, what we tried to do is we, we tried to create best in class. So in, in you know, every category, there's good, better, and best. And in hair care, we thought, we thought there was some room to go, which is I have to be careful because I hear a lot of um, People talk about, I created it because it wasn't there. There's wonderful products out there. And a lot of the products and the you know, people that are founders of those companies and other people that work for other companies, there's a lot of great products out there. I'm proud of our brand because we spent so much time looking at so many of the components. Um, I'll give you an example. The fragrance was very important. We said that, what well, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could put a, a perfume-grade fragrance, not just to cover up the base of the formulations, but what if we could create something that would linger in the hair and could be worn as a, as a perfume? 
And this hadn't been done before. And as we marketed the product and as the product was in the salons, in the homes, people would say, you're wearing Orbit. It became a signature yeah. fragrance. And you'd walk into a salon and you'd say, I smell Orbit. And some of the session hairdressers that had contracts with some of the other great beauty companies, they would use our product, but they would tape up the cans at the collection, at the shows. But you could smell. Right. <laughs> you knew what it was. So you knew what the, what the product was. Uh, so. And the fragrance, um, you know, it's, it's not masculine. It's not feminine. So it really does, I think, um, attract a lot of people to like it. I think it's a shared fragrance. So both men and women would use the fragrance. And, you know, when you we create a, a fine perfume, you create a brief. So you're creating a story. What would this be like? And Orbe always had, he, he was born in, in Cuba. So he remembers his being at his grandmother's house. And there was the La Mariposa Blanca, which is the white butterfly jasmine, which is in the fragrance. And it was such a touchstone for him. And it was really beautiful. So that light citrus fragrance we call Cote d'Azur. Now, strangely enough, the market was saying, we want that as a perfume. We want to wear it. And I sat back and we looked at the team and, you know, there's something about focus. You know, I said, well, we're trying to sell shampoo. How well are we going to sell a fragrance sitting on the same shelf? But, you know, we waited a couple of years and we kept hearing it and we did it. And it became one of our top 10 selling products. So if you can imagine, so sometimes you're, you know, my dad would always say to me, I have a fabulous dad, Harvey Kaner. And my dad would say to me that, you know, a business plan is only as good as the paper it's written on because you may be driving in your car and you may be headed south and you see a sign that says the best blueberry pie and coffee is to your left. And you decide to take the left and your life changes. And oftentimes, most of us don't have a crystal ball. We, we have a strong feeling about our businesses we, we know how we like to be treated if we're in the service business. We have a strong institutional knowledge on, you know, how we should be gearing our, our, our sales teams or our client-facing teams. But sometimes magic will happen. And I think on this brand, I'm so grateful because the whole journey, by and far, has been really a growth experience. And I, and I still so love it. And if I ever get lost... I think I've got three components, three things that I always talk about that kind of write me. It's kind of our, my North Star. And I always think about, in no order, I think about the same value is our team, our customers or partners that we sell with. So it could be Jeff South um, or it's our, our customers that buy the product. And they're all three so relevant to the success of the Orbe brand. So if I get lost, those three things. Yeah, yeah. Partners and team. And are we doing the right thing by all three? And that sets me really straight. Yeah, well, it's. I can tell you that in Jeff's Salon Intrigue here in Atlanta, 
Uh, there was an enormous amount of enthusiasm and excitement with this team using the products, trying the products, sharing the products, and even selling the products. Um, and I know I, and I'm going to speak to our industry here for just a second. I know a lot of people are worried about, uh, retail sales being down. A lot of people are worried about the different, you know, distribution chains and channels that are happening today and, and, and not, you know, not for any other reason other than we have to evolve. We have to make it easier. Consumers are wanting it. There's easier ways for them to get it. And I think a lot of people are just feeling flat in regards to trying new products or retailing products. Um, and I'm just a firm believer that when you have that client right there with you in that moment, there isn't a better time. There isn't a better time to be able to talk with them about it. And I think it's, you know, I literally think it's part of our job as hairdressers to uh, make sure that that maintenance component is a part of the service. Absolutely. You know, how, how they're treating themselves, how they're treating themselves in their hair at home is as important as how we're treating it in that moment in the salon. So when I saw how much enthusiasm the Intrigue team had with getting Orbe in and selling the line, and of course, they're there today with your, uh, I think it's your international artistic director, Ronnie. Ronnie um, from Amsterdam, a wonderful person. Yeah, from Amsterdam, um, here in Atlanta, and they're doing a you know holiday hair day and having a blast with um, you know doing some updos and some braiding. He did some beautiful work um, on some some of Jeff's clients, um, as well as some models that were brought in to be able to showcase some easy to do things. But um, fabulous day. And there's a lot of excitement around it. And, and that's, that excites me because I want the salon industry, I want the professional side of our business to be excited by these things because then the clients see the value that we bring as professionals to them. Absolutely. Well, Ronnie is a joyful human being. It's fabulous to have around. So I'm glad he's there today. And anyone that's driving around and listening to this should go and you, maybe you'll give the address and you should go meet Ronnie just because you don't have to buy any shampoo. You don't have to have a service. But Ronnie is someone that provides a wonderful, warm experience. And it's the experience part that is our path forward. You know, oftentimes people say to me, whether you're in the grocery business, whether you're in the entertainment business, whether you're uh, you know, in the news business, it, it's a lot about creating experience. But the challenge is most of us don't know what an experience is. How do you construct an experience? You know, um, Right. We know if we've had it afterwards, but we don't know how to create it on the front end. Right. How the mind processes it. Um, you know, we're told that we as human beings have experiences every three seconds, that we're going to have 600 million experiences within our lifetime. And the sad thing about that is that most of those experiences are just lost forever. Now here, I'm, I guess I'm quoting a little bit Daniel Kahneman, who does a TED Talk mm -hmm. on happiness. And in that TED Talk embedded in it, it's about 18 minutes, he talks about how the mind processes an experience. And he's a Nobel laureate, so we can um, trust what he's saying. And it's the memory, when we create a memory-grade experience, it's that which the mind keeps. And it's that which pushes us back into the grocery store, into the salon. It's that memory, great experience. As we're in our businesses crafting something, we're taking the wrong approach. 
challenge. If we're looking at Amazon as our problem or the superstore that opened up across the street, because what we have is we've got this kind of category killer of experiences that we're providing every day to all of the clients that come in. So we have nothing but opportunity. And when we provide a great experience, when we're, we understand how to cut and color hair and we can customize it to each individual that comes in mm-hmm. and, and teach them how to replicate it at home. Well, why is that different than a craft beer or a farm to table restaurant or a handmade gardening tool? Our industry is fabulous because the, the consumer is not retiring like she used to. She's going to not retire at 62. She's going to continue on because she's going to live longer in a vibrant way. And the same thing with our male customers. But guess what? Today, they're interested in skincare and they're interested in coloring their hair. Mm-hmm. And they're interested in fashionable haircuts. So I think the wrong approach in any field that we're in is to take a, a, a position that it's over. I think we have to take a position that is, it's just beginning. And what would it look like if we understood what the future could look like? What would our actions and our leadership, what shape would they take? Yeah. And I think that, you know, clients are still coming back into salons uh, for that experience. And I think, you know, sharing with them ways to be able to have great hair at home in between those appointments is part of the experience. Um, and I and I know that's part of that's that's part of the changes in the fragmentation of our industry. I think a little bit is is are you just providing a service or are you providing an experience for that client? Yes, and, absolutely. And can you define the two? Absolutely, you have to be conscious of it, and we have to be thinking about it. You know, if more people are getting their hair done and they're getting more services, every time I look around, someone's telling me about an amazing, you know facial business that focuses just on facials or an amazing, you know, place you can go just to have your hair blow dried or, you know, some place where you can have eyelash extensions or someone who specializes in color. And these are growth businesses. These are entrepreneurs that are coming into our business that see a long future in business. These are people that raised funds that had to tell a business story of growth. And these are people that got money from sophisticated investors. So I oftentimes wonder, instead of, you know, having this kind of, you know, this period of non-productivity, and instead of challenging ourselves to, to learn and to grow, um, and kind of sitting back and saying it's over, I would say to our listeners that I don't accept that. I, I think it's just begun. And I think yeah. the opportunity is vast. I do think it's, it, it's, it's, there's a new iteration of opportunity. I think there's a, a bit of evolution. But the fundamentals of our business are still there. No one stopped getting their hair colored and cut. No one stopped having their eyebrows treated or waxed or dyed or threaded. You know, plastic surgery is way up. We know the consumer wants to look vibrant and young. We know that people are interested in their fashion. There's so many signs that tell us that we're in a growth business. But again, I think it goes back to what, Bonnie, you told me, leadership. Leadership. Where are we going? How are we coaching our people? 
how how are we coaching our people and our people are including our customers because we we're not only our purpose is not only to educate them but to lead them to make better decisions because they have so many choices today and being the expert that you are you can certainly help them make the best choice and um orbe i'm going to say is one of those better choices there daniel you've been a fantastic guest i can't believe that the time is up already as it always does goes so fast when there's very uh very enlightening and passionate conversations going on. Would you like to share with people? So I want them to have this experience of Orbe. Please share with our listeners um, how they can have an experience with Orbe. Try it, buy it, whatever that looks like for you. Well, I think I'd love you to go into one of our salons across the country. Orbe is represented in some of the finest salons in America. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of them. We have less than a, a thousand today, but these are the these are the real practitioners within any market and they're trained on the product and you'll get a beautiful service and they'll show you how to use the product. And my wish is that you'll have an amazing experience and you'll meet some of the small, you know, small owner operators of these fabulous businesses around the country. And that's where I'd love you to purchase the product, experience the product, go in for services. Um, because it's really, I think, stylist assisted, you know, in this world of small, it's great. I mean, all businesses are great, but in beauty, it's it's stylist led, it's mm-hmm. stylist prescriptive. And each each one of your needs are are customized. So ask them, where what are your challenges? You know, and, and, and get them to give you the right style for you and prescribe the right product for you. And, um, and I hope you enjoy it. And, and oh, beautiful. beautiful. So if you need to find a salon, um, you can always go to Orbe.com. And but if your salon doesn't have it, maybe go in there and ask for it. And say, I want to try the Orbe products. And uh, I like your style, Bonnie. I like your style. Yeah. And I know, I know they'll know where to find it. So, Daniel, thanks for being a fantastic guest today. I wish you the best holiday season ever um, and many successes going into 2020 for you. And the same thing to you, same thing to you and to our audience. I wish you health because that is the most important thing. And I wish you peace. And I'd like you all to embrace your leadership style and take baby steps, but we need leaders. And I think when you take a look at all of you, that's what we need, that we've, we've got planning. So thank you all. Yeah, we got, we got great leaders out there. Let's start leading. Fantastic. Thank you guys. Hey, listen, you guys go to my Facebook page, beauty inside and out show. Uh, I've got some updates. I got a vision blast. That's going to be happening a five day challenge so that you can get, get yourself in alignment with 2020 and what some of your goals and dreams are. And it's not going to be your traditional do a storyboard type of thing and, you know, get on Pinterest and find pictures of things you want. It's really more of a mindset of what you're going to need in order to have the best year ever. But go to my Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out, and I'll share all the details of how you can join me for that and other uh, opportunities coming into 2020. I'm going to take a break right now for the holidays, but I will be back um, on the 26th of December. And you'll be glad that I'm I'm launching another book called uh, Women Standing Strong Together. And I'm going to have five of the other authors and, and myself, and we're going to be sharing with you the stories that we've added to this collaboration book of women coming together. So appreciate you guys always listening and being here and remember to always be you in beauty. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. 